You're listening to the Prepare Like a Pro Live Chat Sunday Show. My name is Jack McLean, I am your host, and each week I stream live at 6pm Australian Eastern Standard Time from our YouTube channel to provide a weekly update. I also stream live to our Instagram to answer any questions sent through to us during the week. And then at the very end, finish off with a power tip to help footballers gain a competitive edge for the upcoming football season. You might be thinking, how do I feature my question? It's very simple. You can email us at info at preparelikeapro.com or direct message us from any of your socials. I'll include the answers in the next PLP live chat show. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode and are hungry for more Aussie rules football knowledge, then our academy is for you. Our academy is designed for footballers and aspiring AFL strength and conditioning staff. Included is weekly coaching sessions, invites to our community of athletes and coaches, and complete free access to our high-performance education. And lastly, discounts on programs and merchandise. For more information, head to preparelikeapro.com slash academy. Let's get into today's episode. Hope you enjoy. Hey there, and welcome to this week's Prepare Like a Pro Live Chats Friday show. This week's key topic is all about does online coaching make money? If you're a strength and conditioning coach or a personal trainer sick of relying on working 30 plus sessions per week, then this episode is definitely for you. And for the footballers out there, make sure to stick around for this week's power tip, which is all about how is the AFL game played and what are the biggest AFL grounds in the league. If you're new to the YouTube channel, make sure to click the subscribe button on the uh, during this episode, and if you are listening in the podcasting world and you enjoy our podcasts, please subscribe and leave a review. On this episode, I'll update you on all the episodes to be released for the upcoming week, as well as our live events uh, scheduled in for the upcoming week. Make sure to screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram so we can share it. We'd love to see who is enjoying our content. Okay, let's get straight into the show. So this week we have Chris Perkin will be released for our Tuesday podcast episode. He's the director at West Coast Health and High Performance. He's also working part-time at the West Coast Eagles, and we're interviewing him tonight for a live one-on-one interview at 8.30 p.m. For those that listen to the podcast, you may have heard his bite-sized episode that we released a couple of weeks ago where we hosted a six um, high-performance facility owners uh, talking about their facility. Chris talked about all the sport technology that they have access to for uh, athletes at all different levels, and um, he talked about the research and how they apply their research in their clinics. So if you're a physiotherapist, strength and conditioning coach, particularly if you work with rehab clients, definitely tune in on tonight's live episode on our YouTube channel. And for the podcast listeners out there, stay tuned as we release it on Tuesday. Our Get Better plan, which we release every Wednesday, will be on the top five things you need to do to improve your acceleration. So for all the footballers out there, that want to build that separation and breakaway speed from your opponents, make sure to tune in to our Get Better Plan Wednesday episode. And on Friday, our bite-size episode will be with Josh Groudon, the founder of The Kicking Consultant, specifically talking about how you can improve your kicking distance. So all the footballers that want to learn how to talk, do a talk, 
or just simply improve your drop punt and your kicking distance so you can penetrate defensive setups, make sure to tune into our Friday, which is just a bite-sized episode, so it'll be a 10 to 15-minute uh, episode. So short but punchy, lots of gems provided in that episode to improve your kicking. This week's live episode will be with Mike Crichton on our YouTube channel. He's the founder of Melbourne Fitness and Performance Centre. He'll be discussing his journey as a strength and conditioning coach. He's got well over a decade in the industry, both in working with professional, semi-professional and community-based athletes, as well as for all the business owners out there, Mike owns a gym. So we'll be discussing uh, the creation and um, all the ins and outs of what it takes to run a facility um, for athletes, but also for community-based athletes as well, not just for professionals. So no doubt, strength and conditioning coaches, you'll want to tune into this one. Mike's got plenty of passion for the industry. He's also the group manager for the Victorian Athletic Performance Coaches Facebook group. So if you're S&C and you're not part of that group, make sure to join by searching for it on Facebook. It's a fantastic community-based platform where um, Mike will facilitate workshops um, at a great price for uh, any experts in the industry that want to present to the group all around the country as well as any uh, job advertising or any jobs that are going around the country there generally um, you'll first see them uh, in that Facebook group so we will um, no doubt be talking about the strength and conditioning wider industry as itself as Mike has got his fingers on the pulse and in terms of how the industry is going and, and where it's heading so make sure to tune in that will be on Friday as we host all our one-on-one interviews in terms of this week's key topic, all, all about online coaching and whether it can make money. So for myself, in my experience, I've been uh, a personal trainer for the first six years of my career. I've been in the industry now for 12 years, nearly going on 13. First six years was a personal trainer across a whole range of different uh, personal training setups, your fitness first, where you're paying that rent base. Um, you've got your PT studios, uh, I've worked in different ranges from bodybuilding style gyms to CrossFit gyms, uh, and typically the models are always going to be the same. You pretty much are, are being paid for your time. The perk of online coaching and online programs is that you can start to develop systems and build passive income so you're not constantly reliant on getting financial security and trading time for money. So that's a huge perk for online coaching. It's something that I've brought into my business model at Propeller Pro for the last couple of years, and I highly recommend it to all personal trainers and strength and conditioning coaches. It will make for a more resilient business, particularly in these times um, during COVID. There's periods where it, it's out of your control and you're not able to train clients. Thankfully, that's not happening as often as it, as it was over the last three years. However, you never know what the future lies. So if you can have a resilient business that can bring money in no matter the circumstance, uh, then that's a huge bonus for your business model. So uh, starting off, my recommendation if you're wanting to build an online coaching business would be to provide a combination of 
online consultation so you get that face-to-face connection which no doubt for the personal trainers for the industry coaches listening that's why you'd love the industry or one of the main reasons why is that human connection and i think that will be no doubt a strength of yours so we want to make sure that you're capitalizing on that uh, and that you're enjoying the programming side of things as well by getting um, that one-to-one access or, or you might be doing in a group setting that group access to the athletes or clients that are on your program so still facilitate that via zoom and then have either Google Sheets or an app like Team Builder to facilitate your programs where the clients and athletes can access the program um, through the app and it can act like a training diary so you can observe their progress. They can, you can send them out progress reports to help boost motivation and you're really encouraging the members to have uh, autonomy on their motivation. They're not relying on seeing you all the time. You're becoming more like a coach rather than a trainer so to speak. So the motivation and the drive is coming from them. You're simply just structuring um, the program and the the schedule to suit their goals. Um, So it's also quite refreshing to have these clients because they're not relying on you. They're actually developing um, themselves and then you're there simply as a support uh, and a soundboard to ask questions. So it also complements the the clients that you might be seeing on a weekly basis in that sense, uh, and I've definitely found it's a um, a refreshing coaching experience by having the members um, in building their own um, drive and, and really um, funneling down to what is important for them and why do they want to start training, what are what are, what are the results that they want to achieve. So from a um, Money point of view, absolutely, you can make money with online coaching and programming. You just need to set up a good system um, that works for you, that's sustainable, and like I said, has that combination of program but also that human connection so members are going to stay on your program for longer because they feel like they've got that support and they're still getting that coaching through asking you questions on how they should be going about their program. So as we know, as for the additioning coaches, the context is huge. So by you being able to sell the program, and how important it is to do certain warm-up protocols before a particular lift, why it's important to, to lift heavy, why it's important to lift fast, uh, and all, all the things that a coach can provide to make the really bring life to the program. Um, so have that, whether that be on Zoom or a phone call, whatever that connection piece is, that's really, really important. And I think it's really important from a business point of view for uh, retaining those members, and ultimately we want the clients on the program for a longer period of time to be able to get the results that they desire. So um, retaining members is is hugely important. And as the old saying goes, it's always much easier to save a client on your program than try and find a new one. So I highly recommend bringing in a digital product into your service-based business. And then over time, you can start to find the sweet spot on how many sessions um, do you do face-to-face? How many sessions are you doing online? And um, what what do you what is really optimal for you in terms of your business model? Uh, how, how much percentage are you making from your programming compared to your face to face coaching? And if you can get to a point where you're getting 50-50 now that if you're 100 percent reliant on trading your time for money, and then you get to a point in a year to two years time where you're fifty fifty, um, then when it's a rainy day and you can't train clients or due to COVID or whatever the reason might be, maybe you get a severe injury and you're not able to train your clients, um, you, you still have a good option in your programming option. So it's your uh, family or your own financial security is in a better place. 
So definitely start. If you need any help, make sure to reach out. And I know it can take a bit of a it's a steep learning curve going online. Uh, if you haven't got a social media presence, if you haven't got an email list, if you haven't got a website, these things can take time to build them up. Um, but the support's there. So if you have any questions or queries, make sure to reach out to me and email me at jackandpreparelikeapro.com or you can direct message me on Instagram or any of your socials. So that's what this week's key topic for all the coaches out there. I just want to thank an anonymous person who wrote this fantastic review during a lockdown and they wrote, I went through a stage at the start of after a year of COVID where I was really under-motivated due to the lockdowns. From a football point of view, I used to wake up at 4am and do a lot of my training in the pre-season. I'm now at a point where I don't even want to go out for a kick with my mates. I tried many things like making an Instagram account and following all motivated accounts so I could try and get back into training. That's when I stumbled across Prepare Like a Pro. The Mark McGrath episode really got me back on track. I would recommend Prepare Like a Pro to anyone, even if you're not playing football. This podcast gives great insights into what it takes to be a pro. I want to thank this anonymous person for writing this review on our iTunes podcast. Uh, it's fantastic to be able to read these reviews um, and it really does boost my motivation into making sure that we provide awesome content like the Mark McGrath episode. Um, podcasts are a new, unique thing. The only people you meet are the guests. You don't actually get to meet the audience most of the time. So to be able to read these reviews, um, it allows me to um, not only recognize what you're enjoying, but also um, it's good for me to hear that um, that you guys are enjoying specific episodes so I can uh, attract more of those type of guests into our podcast. The reviews also act as a good way for us to reach more uh, listeners. So if you have a minute or two and you're listening to this podcast and, you, and you, you're getting something out of the podcast, please write a review. You can also do that now on Spotify. So wherever you listen to podcasts, you can generally write a review these days and it's greatly appreciated. So I want to thank this anonymous person. They didn't leave their, their name down, which I fully respect, but I um, just want to make sure that uh, you're noted by us uh, recognizing this review on our podcast. So thank you so much. Now I'm going to stream over to Instagram to go live and answer the couple of questions that have been sent through via email from Joel and Taylor Crabtree. G'day Instagram world and welcome to this week's Prepare Like a Pro live chat show where I'll answer all your questions that you've sent through via the week, either through email, through live if you're joining us in live as we speak now on Friday at 3 o'clock or through our socials. So we've had a couple of um, requests for questions for this week. G'day, Darcy. Good to see you. The first one is from Joel. He sent it in through our Instagram. And Joel wrote, hey, I play footy and my main problem is I don't go in for the hard ball or go in for a marking contest as I feel I have fear to go for it. Can you please give me some tips on how to overcome this? G'day, Body Magic. Good to see you, mate. So from a confidence point of view for these for the collision-based aspects of football, um, one aspect, Joel, that you can work on to help boost your confidence is building your size and your, and your presence on the field, so building some muscle mass and some bulk around your body so you feel more protected for these uh, hard ball, ground ball gets or marking contests, as, as you've mentioned. 
can be a great way to build build your confidence. So following a gym program like our Gainers program, which you can join for a two-week free trial by heading over to preparelikeapro.com, that is where you lift four times a week. So most programs uh, for us in season only lift three, but for our guys that need to, guys and girls that want to gain bulk, we add in an extra total body session, which is just more more core and upper body work. And that's for that reason, to develop body armor, to boost your confidence so you're able to go for that contested ball. If you start now, by the time you're playing finals where the contested ball and the competition and pressure is even higher, um, if you start now, you're going to be a good place come finals time to be able to win those contested balls. So not only go for them and have the confidence to do it, but actually to win the ball. And no, no, no doubt, once you start winning those contested situations ground balls or in the in the air for contested marks you'll naturally just start to um, go for instinct will take over you'll just naturally go for those contests more so that would be one way to do it from a physical point of view and then from a coach's point of view g'day mitchell how you going is it too late to build your conditioning running endurance for this season i'll michelle sorry i'll add that in at the end so i'll add that question in great question so going back to Joel, so that would be from a physical point of view, from a tactical, technical point of view. G'day, Geordie Love, absolute weekly, regular, doesn't matter what time we do it, he is on, consistency pays. Um, g'day, Geordie. I, uh, yeah, from a physical point of view, Joel, main thing would be gain that muscle mass and and start following a program where you, if, you're in, if you're not doing any lifting, start a program now to make sure that you're in a good place come September. From a tactical, technical point of view, work with your coaches at training and specifically work on these situations. So it might just be a 1v1 um, where that person's putting on token pressure and then start to increase the, the amount of pressure that they're putting on so it is similar to a game as the weeks go on and you start to get more confident and comfortable in those situations. So um, that's something that I'd handball to your coach. They'll, they'll be a lot more adverse with helping you out in that area. But from a physical point of view, Get onto a gym program that's going to help you build some muscle mass and that will help build your confidence and, and also help your body by build, building your strength uh, in the gym. It'll be, not only will build your confidence but also uh, allow your body to handle more of that physicality on field. So that would be my recommendation there. Going now to Michelle and then, Will Robber, I'll go to your question next. So Michelle wrote, I'm just scrolling to see it now, is it too late to build your conditioning running endurance for this season she's michelle so if you're so you're in season is it too late i wouldn't say it's too late we just want to make sure that we're mindful of how much volume we're adding into your in season so pre-season off seasons where we want to try and build your base and so then we can try and um, work at the top of the pyramid when you're in season where you're getting majority of your loads out with the football involved so therefore you're you're prime for game day performance so if we look at it like you've got, let's say, 15 to 20 Ks that you cover a week, we want majority of that with a football involved from you because football is a tactical, technical sport. Um, it's not a, as much as running is really, really important. We want to make sure that we're at this time of year for game day performance, you're doing it with your teammates. However, if you feel that your conditioning and your running is letting you down, the next step we could do is invest in a GPS unit if you haven't got one and you see what you're getting from your training sessions. Um, and potentially you could start to, uh, by just simply measuring your um, work rate in your, in your training sessions, you might 
increase your work rate. So by what we measure, we improve. So investing in and, and Catapult sell good 10 hertz GPS units for about $200. So that would be my recommendation just so you can analyse. Oh, sorry. Got my phone on to don't disturb. There we go. Sorry, just received a phone call. So that would be a recommendation. Invest in a GPS unit so you can measure what you're getting out of games uh, and therefore not only can you um, train for your game more appropriately, but in your next off-season, pre-season, you, you can know what's important for your games by your coach rating your performance and yourself rating your performance and then seeing if there's any trends in your GPS data, Did i.e., did you travel more distance? Did you do more high-speed efforts? Did you... Um, do more sprinting efforts or maybe did you run less um, and then you can start to see trends in your game performance and what's important for next year's off-season, pre-season. So that would be first step. Second advice, Michelle, would be you could start doing some off-feet cross-training, so where your feet stay on the ground, so things like ski erg, rower, air bike, um, boxing, so it can be some great way where you, your heart rate should be well above 90% of your max for a good duration of, of 30 minutes or longer, and that can be a good way to, over time, build your aerobic capacity. You only need to do those one session a week. Uh, early in the week would be better than late in the week just because there's a little bit of residual fatigue with those type of metabolic demanding sessions. So you might do that on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday, uh, and by getting in that extra stimulus, that will improve your, your capacity and, and just familiarity with working at that level as well. So that would be the two two major tips. Um, and then in terms of your um, warm-ups, usually most um, clubs will do a, a running-based technique type warm-ups. Make sure you're putting good attention into those. You're not getting distracted, but you're actually concentrating on using your arms appropriately. Um, you're stable through your hips you're moving really efficiently across the ground because running is a skill and if you've got good running economy and you're traveling efficiently you're going to um, get more return for effort so um, that's a good way to actually train smarter not actually always just training harder so there are my three top tips for you michelle next one oh i'm just trying to find our next one here here we go from will robbo hey mate is functional cardio classes good for footy during session Functional cardio classes, that's a that's a title. Um, I'd love to know what that is, functional cardio classes, but I, I can have a guess. I imagine there's probably TRXs involved uh, and you're doing sort of different planes of movement and, and, you, and your heart rate must be up because you're doing cardio work. So is it appropriate for footy season? Uh, yeah, as long as, you, like I was saying before, Michelle, you're not doing a lot of um, ground contact work, so you're not doing like heaps of skipping or box jumps, um, then that can be quite damaging and, and not productive. But if you're if you're doing things like the TRX work, you're doing it and you're getting some good movement in uh, and then your heart rate's getting up a little bit, then it can have some benefits for sure. Um, you just want to make sure you're not doing the old saying of garbage yardage where you're just flogging yourself for the sake of it. Uh, so have a purpose with it. What What is it? Are you trying to get a body composition goal where you're trying to drop your skin folds? Uh, are you, like Michelle, where you're trying to improve your aerobic capacity, therefore maybe have a heart rate strap and see what your heart rate's doing in the session? Um, what is the purpose of doing those sort of sessions? Because they're definitely not a specific to your, to your football. Uh, so want to make sure that there's something that you want to get out of it. And then once you've reached that goal, then you might strip it because it's not productive anymore because there's only so many tickets that you can use to work out during the week as a footballer in season. And we want to use most of those tickets in training 
and then obviously majority of them or um, your best ones, uh, you want to be primed for game day. So if you're exhausted come game day and your output's down, then that's when you want to start to filter on what's helping your game day and what's hindering your game day performance. So uh, tough one to answer for you, Will, without knowing what your week looks like and what your goals are, but that would be my two cents there. No worries, Michelle. Next one, and if you're listening in live, you want me to answer a question, feel free to send it through. But our last one's from Taylor Crabtree. He wrote this from email. Uh, this is the first time I've heard of someone who is a personal trainer and their parents are personal trainers, so pretty cool, Tyler. I was run- he wrote, I was wondering if you had any tips on what uni degree, experience, or more things that will make me a successful strength and conditioning coach for AFL players in the future, and how can I have a higher role in the industry? As he went on to say, my mum and dad are both PTs, so I have knowledge in the fitness industry already. So, yeah, I would say, Tyler, make the most of your parents' networks, number one, um, because you've got an unfair advantage there by both your parents working in the industry for what I can imagine a long time when you put their experience together. So no doubt um, if you look at their their sort of networks and, and hopefully you've already done this already, but there might be some AFL connections in there or some strength and conditioning connections at clubs. So reach out to them and, and catch up with to them. Um, in terms of university degree, uh, there's there's a lot of good, great unis um, in Australia. We're, we're super lucky in that space. I went to Victoria University for my bachelor's degree of sports, sport and exercise science and absolutely loved it. So they've got great facilities. Um, most of the, the lecturers and um, teachers there have got um, hands-on experience in elite sport. Uh, so highly recommend VU. And then I'm now doing my Masters of Applied Sports Science online and same sort of thing the at uh, Deakin University and I'm finding the, the lecturers, which for me makes the difference because obviously the content you can pretty much find anywhere if you want to. You could research it online. So the, the content isn't really the, the huge grab. It's it's the connections that you make with your lecturers and the teaching that they provide. So for me, Deakin and, and VU I've had great experiences with and I highly recommend. Um, and if you do want to be a strength and conditioning coach for AFL players, this advice was given to me. Um, when I had that same goal, Tyler, and basically you need to have as a minimum your Bachelor's of Sports Science and then you want to start getting experience in the field, whether that be at community level with your, with junior clubs, whether that be working at NAB League, whether that be working at state league level, uh, there's going to be a process before you get to the AFL level and you, and you want that process as well so then you feel ready and competent to be able to provide uh, input to those best of the best, the cream of the crop athletes in the country. So it's a slow burn. Take your time with it. Enjoy the process. But that would be my recommendation. Definitely go to uni, make the most of your parents' networks and get as experienced as as early as you can. All right, last one from Bronwyn King. What would you say are the biggest buckets to fill for young footballers who haven't seen much of gym time? I'm just trying to like your comment, but for some reason it's not letting me. Sorry. There we go. Uh, biggest buckets to fill for young footballers, I would say, well, movement efficiency. So make sure you run well. So have a running coach, whether you do track and field or you've got a coach, a strength conditioning coach that's got experience with improving running efficiency. So that's slow running efficiency. That's your threshold-based running. So like the speed that you move for like a 2K time trial, for example, that's your repeat speed efforts. So those high, hard efforts on the field. 
and that's your sprinting technique. Then we've also got your first three steps, your, your acceleration technique and change of direction uh, techniques, the ability to decelerate when you're moving at speed and change direction. So there's lots of layers to a footballer and how they move. Um, so that's why we want to make sure we're putting good time into how well you move on the field. So running would be a big big bucket for me. Uh, if, if you haven't seen much time in the gym, then just start whether that be doing some home-based movements, we've got uh, a whole playlist dedicated to bodyweight movements on our YouTube channel. So you could follow those workouts that we, myself and my partner's yoga teacher designed during lockdown in 2020. So that would be a good place to start is doing some bodyweight strength exercises that you can do from home to build your movement patterns like squatting, hinging, push-ups, so pressing and, and pulling movement patterns. Uh, so, yeah, starting in the gym would be, a big bucket and making sure you're doing you're focusing on strength and power you're not focusing on uh bodybuilding type methods as such more about athletic type training and and then that that would probably be the main two in terms of athletic development for a young footballer uh, staying in my lane from a physical point of view obviously it's a tactical technical point of view point of view so making sure that you're working on your kicking and your tactical understanding of the game uh, that would be, of course, number one for the for football performance. But from a strength and conditioning point of view, big buckets would be running and you're uh, making sure you've got a well-rounded gym program so you do start in the gym and that's at any age you want to start those movement patterns. If you're playing competitive sport, um, it's super demanding on the body so we want to make, make sure we're building good resilience and the gym is a great place to be able to do that. Great question, guys. Thank you for engaging into this week's uh, live episode as i've mentioned we've now moved it from sundays to fridays if you're listening in and you want to listen to our next prepare like a pro live chat show it's going to be tonight at 8 30 p.m with chris perkin he's worked over 20 years in the industry as a physiotherapist at the west coast eagles and he's now a director at the west coast health and performance space in perth so really looking forward to our chat there. And for this week's power tip for footballers, it's all about how the AFL game is played and what are the biggest AFL grounds in the league. So ground dimension, the ground is marked out with an outer boundary, a centre square, 50 metre and a centre circle, which is 10 metres that dictates the positioning of the ruckman and the centre bounce. The centre square limits the number of players at a centre bounce which is four per team. These players are typically known as the midfielders of each team and primary role is to win possession and move the ball towards their goals. So our biggest ground square per metres, MCG is over 20,181 metres. The Gabba is just over 20,000, which is second, 20,027 metres. University of Tasmania, which was interesting to me, is third, 19,000, just shy, 929 TO Studio Stadium is 18,555. Amy Stadium, 17,235. The Giant Stadium is sixth at 16,838. Subiaco, 16,768 metres. SCG, 16,556. Marvel and GMHBA Stadium, 15,354. So there's our sort of top most popular stadiums. Um, obviously, the duration, so for those new to the game, it's four 20-minute quarters with time on, the AFL game. So time on is stopped after a score until the 
play is restarted. So when the ball goes out of bounds, it needs to be thrown in and the umpires can call time off at their discretion to manage injuries and any of the other on-field incidents. These time off periods usually result in each quarter going for 30 minutes. Players in a AFL-VFL game will have a VFL game will have 23 players, 18, 18 on the field, same as the AFL, and five on the bench ready for rotation. AFL will have 22, so four on the bench, and a medical sub. So they can come in when a player has been ruled out due to an injury. Players on the field are typically grouped into either the midfield, rucks, backline, also known as defenders, and the forwards. Team objective, the objective of both teams is to score more points than your opposition by kicking the ball between the middle two posts. So there's four posts. The middle two posts will get you six points and the outside post will get you one point. That's a quick little intro to the game for those that haven't, for our international listeners and for those that haven't um, watched an AFL game or, or are thinking of joining and you want a little bit more information. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on any of the social platforms. Uh, but super excited to say where our academy now is less than eight weeks away from releasing in July 1st. So if you haven't joined the waitlist, there's still 48 spots left. This is a knowledge base that which will contain worksheets, online courses, and a community of like-minded individuals. We've got an academy suited for strength and conditioning coaches, specifically that want to not only work in elite sport but also have their own online business and also footballers. So it's a value add. So if you're on our online performance program or you're working with one of our coaches in one-on-one sessions, you get the, the academy as a value add, so you get it for free. If you're not on our program or you're not working with our uh, coaches, maybe you can't afford it or, you, or uh, it's not something that you're currently doing but you do want access to our content, you can join the academy for a $20 uh, rate per month. So great value in there it has its own podcast where all the workshops and all the events that we do through the academy all that exclusive content will also be its own private podcast so that's content that won't be live publicly and you'll be able to catch up with myself uh, at least once a month for a live q a and a webinar and there'll be regular catch-ups in the community as well so highly recommend whether you're a strength edition coach looking to build your own business and work in elite sport or you're a footballer looking to take your game to the next level to join our waitlist. There's 48 spots left. The waitlist will receive a free month on our academy and it's going to be an early bird price of only $20 a month and that will never change for the waitlist uh, people. So if you're interested, make sure to head over to academypreparelikeapro.com.au and you can click the link in our show notes. Hi, I'm Jack McLean, an AFL football strength and conditioning coach, and I want to introduce you to the Prepare Like a Pro Academy. Our academy is a subscription-based platform where you can sign up to be a part of our community. If you get to the end of each episode of the podcast and are hungry for more, this is for you. Designed for aspiring AFL athletes and staff, you'll receive heaps of bonus weekly content, learn who the guests are in advance, and submit questions access to our Facebook group with Jack and other Prepare Like a Pro coaches. You'll be able to receive merchandise, program discounts and freebies and get free access to our live events, exercise technique database and much more. This is a great way for you to support the podcast and it helps me with production and release of epic content for you guys each week. Your contribution goes a long way in making Prepare Like a Pro community possible and just for $5 a week, you'll have access to all of this special content released on our Academy forums. 
There's no lock-in and you can cancel absolutely any time.